You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Billy, how do your kids have school today? Because uh, it's, it's daycare. It's, it's uh, actually I'm learning. I think Columbus Day is like a regional holiday, and it seems like we don't celebrate it down here. Because like I, I never this? really Co- had Columbus. Columbus is not a regional holiday. You just your your state just chooses not to celebrate. Yeah, like well, that's more what I meant. Like it's not yeah. like super celebrated down here because everybody was in school, and like my wife is a school counselor. She had to go to work today, so. Huh, interesting. Mike, you ready? My, my kids are off, but my wife is working because she teaches in a different school district. Huh. So one of them has school, one of them doesn't. But my wife said it's a choice for the school district to be off yeah. for Columbus Day or Veterans Day. Yeah, they get to pick and yeah. Yeah. So get this. There's a school down here that's called Christopher Columbus High School that I do not believe is off today, which is the craziest thing. That is. They have school? I, I'm pretty sure they have school today. Get out but of it's here. But it's a private school, so like they kind of set their own rules, but I'm pretty sure that they have school today. Billy, put it on the poll. If the name of your school is Christopher Columbus High School, should you be off today? <laughs> I mean, that's that's absurd. That really is. Uh, God bless football, Mike Golick Sr., yeah, God bless football, and make sure I have my opportunity to, to rip on a couple of people today, including a rookie quarterback. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. A rookie yeah. quarterback? Yeah. Fresh out of college, man. I know exactly. 
And a referee as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, we'll get to the referee. It was the worst call in NFL history. I mean, my God. Give let's me just, a break. I mean, if you'd like to start there, that's fine. The guy basically got 15 yards, and it cost the Falcons the game because he played football. I mean, listen, in that in that drive also, they, they got a, they got a illegal hands or, or uh, interference downfield after they got out on a third down. And then, yeah, Grady Jarrett softly rolls Tom Brady around and Jerome Boger, the referee, says he unnecessarily threw him. <laughs> Shut up, Jerome! I mean, are you kidding me? Yes! Seriously, I mean, if let me just say, if you can't tackle a quarterback like that anymore, we, we flag football has become incredibly popular, which is yes. very cool. It may be a 2028 um, uh, Olympic event. But if you can't tackle the quarterback like that anymore, we're done. We're done. I mean, again, I get it. We always say, well, it's about safety, so they're going to go, you know, uh, on the other side. We've been doing this long enough now, okay? We've been doing this for years about the safety of everybody, which I'm cool with. But don't make ridiculously soft-ass calls like that and say it's for the safety of the quarterback. You want to say it's for the safety of a 45-year-old quarterback – Okay, I mean, I'll still disagree with it, but oh my God, was that horrific, a horrific call. I don't know how the league is going to look at that because Atlanta will send it in. Every team sends in tape every week about the about stuff like this or other calls. I don't know how the league, if the league comes back and says, Jerome Boger was justified in making that call, I, I, I don't know what to do anymore. I, I, I really don't know what to do. Uh, Billy, make a uh, oh. make a note here that we need to do this every Monday morning with Golick because he is feisty this morning. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mike, I mean, seriously, did any of you three think that was roughing the quarterback? No one on the planet, not even Tom Brady, <laughs> thought it was roughing the quarterback. Unfortunately, the, the one guy who controls it all thought right. it was. <laughs> it's crazy. The, the, the guy who looks like the villain from uh, the movie Candyman. Remember oh. that? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my! I'm sorry. I, I saw the flag and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, I was like, okay, they can't call roughing here. It wasn't roughing, you know. And then right. I'm like, what else? What else was it? What, who else? And then roughing. I'm like, holy shit! Come so on! Oh, so bad, brutal, so bad, so bad. And then, listen, there's no guarantee the Falcons win that game. No, Mike, no, but no, no. Everyone but... thought they were out. They come storming back. Yes. They give themselves a chance. They're only down six there because they went for two on that second touchdown. And you saw Arthur Smith's look, like he yeah. put his hands over his face, like. Are you fucking yeah, kidding yeah. me? And you can't right. talk about it. You'll get Sorry, fined. Man. I get it. You know, I, I understand the whole, like they said, they'll send in the film. And, and and you know what you'll get is an apology letter. Buddy Ryan used to used to read the apology letters to us that we would get, <laughs> you know, when they would send stuff in and it proven we were right and they'd send a letter saying, oh, oops, our bad. Right. <laughs> you know? What so, were they like? Like, what was one of those things like? Yeah, it was just, yeah, you know, it's it just an official writing of, you know, the, and, and they, they don't they just say the official writing is like, you know, basically we were wrong here or the call should have been not made or, you know, they say it in legalese or big words and stuff. So I don't really understand it. You know? right, no, I understand, Mike. Yeah. Uh, Billy, quickly, you have an update on Christopher Columbus High School, huh? Yeah, important update. I went to their school's website. They are off today. Christopher Columbus <laughs> High School is off today on Columbus Day. Also, Indigenous People's Day. So happy. Right, uh, exactly. Columbus really? Day what and Indigenous mean? People's Day to everybody. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, what's that it, all, mean? all that means is if you're a kid, you you want to know if you're going to school or not. Okay. Someday so you'll still put, 
I, I'd still like that on the poll. If the name of your school is Christopher Columbus High School, should you have today off? It'll it'll I mean, be it'll be on there. I just want to clear it up for those listening later on. Like, wait, just a correction. <laughs> also, that was like my high school's rival. So right. let's avoid you know them taking shots at me if we can. They also, you guys, I believe, and I could be wrong. I believe Christopher Columbus High School has this uh, like big media program now, and I think that they've invited you multiple times to just give you an award for like broadcasting excellence that you've blown off multiple times. Get out which, of here! Which is outrageous that you're, you're getting an award for broadcasting excellence. excellence. Yeah, but it's, you it's normal that he's blowing it off, but outrageous he's getting the award. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what's the matter with you guys? Why? Well, I think I think it's just kind of like let's see who we can get and we'll give them an award. You know what right, I mean? And, right. and so well, far they haven't landed the Stugatz fish. Well, perhaps they should think about paying me. I mean, was there a rival pole holder over there at Christopher is, Columbus? Is the award a trophy or money? If it's money, I'll be down there tomorrow. I what mean, is this, a Nobel Peace Prize? I mean, yeah. Jesus. Oh, oh, my God. oh man. Uh, Mike, quickly here. Uh, I, I, I asked you this, a similar question. New social studies books or money for Stu Gatz to come give a speech? <laughs> yeah. Let's get Stu I think I'm supposed to write a check for winning the award. Probably. 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 Yes. Um, Mike, I asked you this question when the Jets had that big win in Cleveland with Joe Flacco, and if he wins another game and Zach Wilson's ready to come back, what do you think the players in the locker room would want? And so we've arrived at that point officially here with the Dallas Cowboys, who are now 4-1 and one with Cooper Rush. Now, Cooper Rush did not win them the game yesterday right, by right. any stretch. He didn't do anything. Uh, as he said after the game, hey, it's just a job. I think he had 16 attempts. He had 160-something yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Their defense is exceptional. The running game is coming around. Their offensive line is solid. Uh, But here we headed to a big monster game, Mike, maybe the game of the year in the NFL where they take on the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. You'll probably be covering that that game. I'm doing that game, heading back to Philly, yep. So, Mike, I ask you, after winning four straight with Dak on the verge of coming back here, Uh, If you're a player in that Cowboys locker room, what do you want them to do with their quarterback position? You go back to Dak. You have to? Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, Dak's the quarterback. Dak's the guy. And you're right. In the last game, you know, 10 to 16, what, 102 yards, like you said. uh, Didn't didn't really do much. But listen, the dude's 5-0. That's all I got to say in his starting career. Or is he 6-0? Yeah, 5-0, I think, in his starting career now. Yeah. Uh, it's listen. It's it's pretty impressive as far as this year is is concerned. Um, you know, you've got four touchdowns. He hasn't turned the ball over. He's not going to get you a lot of passing touchdowns, but he's efficient. And I'll continue to say this: that's what you want your backup quarterback to be efficient. Keep your teams ahead above water, and he or ex- you know even excel more than that, which he's done. But when your starting quarterback is back and it's Dak Prescott, you go back to Dak Prescott. Uh, and Cooper won't. I mean, listen. Cooper wants to play. Cooper did a nice job for other teams to look at him. But remember, his whole career has been under this system, save for one year, and he's done a nice job. So good for him. And now, if Dak's ready to go, you go back to the bench in a in a five and oh four and one matchup that I can't wait for in Philly. Right. Oh my God! Yes. I we, we used to play in these. I for, I forgot the year it was when I was there. We we played on a Monday night. We were both four and oh. Uh, early in the season, kind of like this. It was phenomenal. I mean, yeah, yeah so Eagles-Cowboys uh, is uh, such a fun matchup, especially with both teams. And how about that division? 
The Giants are four and one as well. I mean, yeah. again, we talked about last year the NFC West being the best division in football. They proved they weren't. This year we say the AFC West is the best division in football. They're proving they're not. So who's going to be? And the parity in the league has been incredible. Right. Not buying into the Giants, but I understand the Giants are sitting there four they and are. one. The Eagles yes, are undefeated are. and uh and the Cowboys are a very good team. The 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 uh commanders, well, it's a different story, but the difference there, the main difference, because you gave a different answer when I asked you about the Jets. It's going, you're going from Joe Flacco to Zach Wilson. I understand right. what you're saying. This is Cooper Rush to Dak Prescott. Prescott is proven. Zach yes. Wilson not, right? Right. Well, oh, that's exactly right. But right. still, yes. still, Zach, Zach is going to be your quarterback. And again, you know, Flacco, you got I get a guy coming out. They're sitting there at three and two. I mean, it's it is amazing. Crazy. Well, you know what? You know what? You look at a lot of these 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 teams. It's they they play decent defense. Is that's what's always going to keep you in the game? The Eagles' defense is playing well. The Giants' defense is playing well. The Cowboys' defense is fantastic. Yes. That's a reason why they're going to all be in these games all the time when you have a really good defense. And then, you know, Zach Wilson's just again he's their quarterback. Flacco's that keep your head above water guy. So I I I understand why they do that. I, I get it. But let me tell you what. We're also not used to the Jets being in a position where they're close to the division lead, you know? I mean, which right now they are. What do you got? Three, two, or two, three, and two teams with with the the Dolphins Dolphins and the Jets, and then the Bills, obviously, are are head above, I think, everybody else. And Miami played that that game with, what, their third-string quarterback, which certainly didn't help. Um, But so did— I'm not certain when they're even at even strength. I mean, the Bills played the Dolphins when Tua was there, and and the Dolphins beat them. And the Dolphins beat them. It's exactly right. And I sit there and say third-string quarterback. Well, so did the Patriots. And they end up shutting out the team that's scoring the most points in the league in Detroit, which I know sounds weird to say, but Detroit's offense had been scoring a ton of points, and they put up a goose egg. Uh, I'll get to the Dolphins in a second here because I'm certain the audience is uh, is interested in your thoughts on that. Uh, Mikey A., how you feeling? Jets, 40-burger. The rare 40-burger. <laughs> I mean, the Jets. <laughs> it was nice to feel that for, for once. It was nice once, to feel yes. that. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, you, you, were... sit there, you sit there and look at, at them now, and they're like at Green Bay, and normally you're like, oh, pff, that's a blowout. You know, Jets are going to go to Green Bay. And it's not. I mean, the Packers do not look good at all. No, they don't. Mike, you have to give Joe Douglas, the Jets general manager, some credit here because the last two drafts, he has nailed it, especially this past draft. Yep. Like, he nailed it. Garrett Wilson at wide receiver, uh, Brees Hall, the running back, Johnson, the linebacker. Sauce Gardner. And Sauce Gardner is ridiculous. Like, Mike, here, I don't know if they have a quarterback. I'm not even saying they have a coach. But what I know is... They have young talent all yeah. over the football field. Yeah, starting to build a team w- without a doubt. Sauce Gardner's got himself a nice Buffalo Wild Wings commercial going on right yes, now. He does. You know, yeah. Sauce. So I, I, I that. dig that. I, I dig <laughs> that. Fresh out of college at NIL, he's getting the pro deals now. Uh, but yeah. yes, I mean that—that's what you look at. You know, what? What do you? How, how are you drafting? How are you building this team? But the one thing you said, which is absolutely right, is. The one we're not sure about right now is Zach Wilson. But again, yeah. it's, we're in his second year, but twice we're dealing with injuries with him. But yeah. those that's also the most important position, right? Yes, like, well, yes, I don't yes. know if we have a quarterback yeah. or a coach, yeah. but we got pieces like, well, those Billy, really, everything I, I just said is kind of need the other ones. if the quarterback's yep. not good. It's exactly everything right. I just said. <laughs> exactly right. Very, very true. He just needs, but Billy, here's uh, Mikey A. I wonder if you agree with this. Zach Wilson, in my mind, no longer needs to be great, just needs to be good. There's enough talent around him where he just needs to be good, not great. Fair. Yeah, fair. So here's what what you need to do if you're not going to be great and you're going to be good to to pretty good 
yeah. is you need to not turn the ball over. Okay. You'd, you'd like to see a lot of touchdowns. You'd like to see that, but don't turn it over. Yesterday, he, he threw for over 200 yards, but no touchdowns and no interceptions. I said from the beginning, because I covered him at Iowa State, I'm a huge fan of Brees Hall. So I, I, I love that, that pickup uh, out of the backfield, whether catching the ball or running the ball. But uh, So Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over. He's got the ability to run a little bit if he needs to. So, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's what you need to be if you're not going to be one of the upper echelon quarterbacks who's throwing 30, 35 touchdowns, then you can get away with a few more interceptions. Like Kurt Warner used to say, hey, what about turnovers? Like, we don't care. We know we can score almost at will, so right. we don't give a shit. You know, well, you didn't say we don't give a shit. Kurt Warner <laughs> um, but I, I would. Um, so, so if you're a good to above average quarterback, just don't turn the ball over. Right. Uh, Billy, why are you laughing there? Because Kurt Warner, would he's never cursed, I don't think. Well, no, I was gonna, I was also going to be like, wow, what a good movie to see if you praise it again and forgot that Mike was in his movie a second time. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to it. Just the forgotten hey, Mike, man. you know, you, you, you're a former Eagle, okay? You, yeah. were on, you were on one of their all-time teams, one of the great defenses we've ever seen. Yeah. You're covering the game, Philadelphia and Dallas, game of the year thus far in the NFL, Sunday night, okay? <laughs> You know, perhaps you want to reach out to the Eagles. This would be a good week for your friends at God Bless Football to maybe, you know, get the coach on or maybe, you know, get a player on Jason Kelsey. I mean, just, you know, anyone. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I I don't, bo- don't bother Jalen. He's fine. We we yeah. had him already. Don't bother yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. Maybe okay. Devonta Smith or, you know, whatever. All right. Yeah, maybe. I'll, uh, I'll throw out the email today. I yes. apologize for not doing wow, that. Mike. Uh, about that. Don't bother like Jalen. But but if he wants to come on, make sure he's sure, not in a sure, car sure, this sure, time. Sure, right, yeah. right, right. Leave yeah. with Jalen and just say it's not a big deal though if he doesn't want to. Yeah, That's a good idea. Yeah, go. aim yeah. high, negotiate with him, but but then we could settle for lower. I like that. Yeah, because I'm yeah. so good at this kind of thing. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, have Chris do it. Your wife. I'm yeah, how about <laughs> it? That's very true. So true. See if Rogers. I can't wait to hear Nick. I can't wait to hear Nick Sirianni on Golik and Smeddy. <laughs> <laughs> Booked, booked already. No, no. <laughs> Who are we going to get, Mike? <laughs> like Howie Roseman. <laughs> yeah, we're going down the list here a little bit. Uh, Mike, don't you have a uh, you have a uh, an event with Smitty this week? Don't you? We do Friday um, at uh, Notre Dame at O'Rourke's, which nice. is a uh, a great little uh, restaurant pub right across the street from campus. Everybody can walk there. Uh, Seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. It'll be after the pep rally. Uh, Smetty and I will be live. Um, cool. It's also, you know, and I'm going to try and get, there's always some, you know, big time alum that are, that are, are former players that come in. So we'll probably have them as guests. It's also the reunion for the 1977 national championship team, which is my brother, Bob. So he'll be there. Oh, uh, he'll be here Bob. this weekend as well. This wow. is, you know, this is two titles ago. They won in 77 and they last one in 88. But yeah, I was what? So 10, 6, 16, 17, no, no. How old was I? I forgot when I was born. Jess 14, was negative 30, I think. 14, yeah. 15 year old uh, when, when they won that title. It was uh, it was great to watch when they beat the hell out of Texas in the Cotton Bowl. And this is back when you get voted number one, not when there's a playoffs or anything. So, sure. but uh, right. very cool. Very cool. I will tell you that uh, I know Billy so well of all the Golics. We love all the Golics. We do. We love all the Golics. But the one that Billy loves the most, Mike, it's not you. It's Uncle Bob. Bob from Saved by the Bell of College years, right? Yeah, Billy loves Bob, yeah. Well, I think of him as a pro bowler. Wow. (laughs) And a champion, Bill. (laughs) Wow, yeah. I got, I got no, I got nothing to come back on. He played like a champion. (laughs) I, I, yeah, he did. And, and they were champions. They, they, they. 
I'm, I don't. I have nothing to say. I'm speechless at this point. Thanks. We bro. love you. We love uh-huh. you. Mike. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Unnecessary. Whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Whatever. No, you're not. Both of us. You guys, you guys aren't sorry. I, mean, I just sorry. feel bad because every time we talk about it, we talk about Safe by the Bell, and I don't think that you know. Not that he's yeah. not proud of it, but I got the vibes from when we talked to him that he's like, you know what? I was also a really good football player. It's like, yeah, but. Yeah, people forget about the fact that how many people out there only know me as a broadcaster, not as a football player. You play football? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. exactly. (laughs) And I understand that. I accept it. I embrace it. Sorry. You're a Hall of Fame broadcaster, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's cool. I have a question for you. So let's say you would have taken the the route that Uncle Bob would have taken and you would have gone into like pop culture as an actor. Which right. show post career would so, you have liked to have inserted yourself into? Question. I the show is good. First, the movies. I and I said now I still want to do it. I want to be like blown up in a movie. I want to yeah. be like in an action movie <laughs> where I like I'm a bad guy and I kill a couple of good guys and then I get like my head blown off or something like that. Something real. You want to have gross. like a grenade like taped? Yeah, in yeah, your mouth, something. Like, yeah, oh. like they'll shove it in my mouth and push me off a cliff and I'll explode in midair. <laughs> You know, something like that. You know, right. I I tried, you know, what was it? Uh, Howie Long was in Broken Arrow. And I tried, uh, I, I was talking to him after that. I said, dude, you got to, and I don't think he's been in one since. So um, I wanted to be in one. You know, I need to talk to my buddy, The Rock, you know, because we're so tight. Yeah. Uh, you What's know, he to up in, to this week? Uh, oh, he's got, he's out doing the, uh, the press tour for. Uh, Black Adam. I mean, that is, you know, that's getting you know, ready to come out. Good Feel place to, to promote it, to promote it yeah. here, Mike. Number he did, one football podcast, you know. He did say, by the way, that everybody's asking him to run for president, and he is not going to run for president. So we have okay. that. So, yeah. Mike, you can invite him on this show. We'll promote the movie, and I yeah. won't ask him if he's going to run for president since since you already told us he's not. Since you already told us he's not. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a go if I could find And if you can't get him, I'll take Howie Long. I mean, There you yes. go. <laughs> Either way, huh? There's that negotiate down thing again. Uh, I might be happier with Howie, to be honest with you. Yeah. And the Rock, you're such a liar. (laughs) They're they're both very good. You know, Dwayne and Howie are both very good guests. Oh, you you call him Dwayne. We had we had we had him on years ago on Mike and Mike when he was coming up the ranks a bit. He would come in studio a couple of times. Uh, Yeah, he's uh, doing pretty well for himself right now. Yeah, he is. Feel free to. But what show? What show would I go on? That's a good one. Um, wow. You know what I'd like to be? I'd like to be a doctor. Oh. Give me one of them doctor shows. Now really? I'd have to learn all those big words and stuff. Like ER? Yeah, something like that. Something where <laughs> a frenetic pace type of thing where I'm right. you know, popping up someone's chest trying to save them as they're wheeling us down the hallway. Right. You know, maybe somebody who had a grenade duct tape to their Yeah, mouth there you go. Right. So you maybe. either want to save lives or you want to be killed. Is that there you go? That's exactly right. right. I mean Makes it's sense. extremes on either side. It is. Uh, Mike, uh, did you feel like the NFL with the new concussion rules? Because you you had you know, you gave your thoughts last week on God bless football. Uh, Are they overcompensating for because it seemed like yesterday? It's really funny when you kind of look at the two situations, specifically with the Dolphins, where Tua played in not one, but two games in four days with a concussion. And Teddy Bridgewater, the first play of the game gone see you later we'll see you in a couple of weeks yeah bad timing award there as far as uh when they no they they needed to change the concussion protocol for the uh motor gross motor skill instability because i mean did you hear what the tua thing tua said it was his back they never even checked his back supposedly (laughs) he just they're saying is it your head no it's my back and they even look at his back and then he's back in the game i mean so they needed to change that and unless you know you 
unless you have some reason why you fell down, like they're looking and saying, oh, your knee's dislocated. We could see why you fell down for that. Oh, or your foot's facing the wrong way. We could see why you fell down. Now, in those scenarios, you wouldn't be going back in the game anyway, so it doesn't matter. You get a guy getting up and and floundering around, he's got to be done. I mean, he's got got to be done, no questions asked. So, no, from that standpoint, I don't think there are visuals like that. And, and, and those, in all honesty, should be the easy ones. The Tua situation should have been an easy decision, like, you're done. So, now they had to go in and change the protocol because of that and use some big word, you know, uh, for not even a big word. It's a word I don't understand. It's a small word, but it's a word I don't even know how to pronounce of what's what's in the the protocol now so no i I don't think they're overcompensating for that i think that should have in fact in fact i was surprised there was the footnote for the gross motor skill instability i i when i saw two do that i thought well he's done and then i started hearing about this footnote well if it's something else a back and knee or something he can actually get go back in the game which is exactly what happened and i'm like that's crazy that's crazy. That that should be a no-go. Uh, he never should have been allowed back in that game. Uh, so I'm glad they put it in the concussion protocol. And listen, when guys' jobs are on the line, they're going to – just like when we started this years ago with when they, it became prominent for the refs and the league said to the refs, we don't want the hard hits over the middle anymore. You know, that's what was going on now with concussions. You're going to get them – I mean, just staring down a player, and if he takes one false step, they're going to get him off the field. So it's going to be like that now, and I understand it because we've learned so much more about head injuries and the long-term effect. But again, those should be the easy one. The tougher ones are the sub-concussive hits that we all take every day as linemen, and whether it's in practice or in the games, and how they add up because then you're asking a player, to because you don't see him, you know, in the, the the fencing pose, or you don't see him wobbling around, but he may have a headache. His head may hurt, and they most for the most part probably won't speak up. And if they don't speak up, you don't know uh, if it's subconcussive and just adding up to where all of a sudden you're like, sure. shit, I got a headache. You know, my head's hurting, but you know, like if I'm a pop a few aspirin and I'm going back out in the field, then nobody knows. They want to play ball. Uh, yeah. Billy was saying last night that he doesn't think by come playoff time that if something happens to a Mahomes or a Rodgers or one of the upper echelon quarterbacks, uh, NFC championship, AFC championship game. Uh, uh, go ahead, Billy. I'll let you speak for yourself. Please. I go don't ahead. I don't think that we will see what happened with Teddy Bridgewater happen to a marquee quarterback in an important playoff game. Because I, I think- agree. I think it's first week. We're going to be extra conservative on this. Someone saw a wobble, so better safe than sorry. But if it's like divisional round, NFC championship game, Brady versus um, Aaron Rodgers, I don't think one of them will be taken out after the first play of the game. So I'll say this. You said Teddy Bridgewater or not Tua, because if we see the Tua thing, I don't care what quarterback it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it would have to be one where you see no signs of any kind of wobble at all, because if Mahomes or Rodgers or Brady, if they wobble and almost fall down, they're out. They're done. There's no way the league can afford uh, to not do that. You you can't. You can't for as far as you've gone. So make that distinction. Teddy you can't do it for a few and not for all. No, like no. no if, but if you see anybody do the Tua thing, they're done. Absolutely. No, this is specifically to what it is that led to Teddy being out of the game after one play that it didn't seem like he necessarily hit his head, but the independent arbiter there saw a wobble. So better safe than sorry. 
Uh, we'll get to the rookie quarterback that you want to bash here in a second. Mm. Um, but I do, uh, I do want to ask you, Mike, uh, Brendan Staley. Uh, now the Chargers ended up winning that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we had Austin Eckler on God bless football last week. And I kind of asked him like, Hey, does he ever go for it on fourth down? And you guys are sitting there in the huddle and you're like, coach, what the hell are you doing here? Uh, yesterday was one of those times. Um, now the Browns and Jacoby Brissett, who made one of the worst decisions a yeah. quarterback has ever made in the history of football by throwing a pass that he could have run the ball into the end zone for six, yeah. could have taken a knee, could have dove, right. could have kicked the field right. goal, could have done anything but what it is that he chose to do. But then Staley has the ball. They go for it on fourth down. The Chargers don't get it. The Browns get the ball back. They don't score. They miss a long field goal uh, at the end of the game. Mike, he has cost them games. He's going to cost them games. And in an NFL where it seems like everyone's two and three or three and two, your coach cannot cost you games with dumb decisions. So let me ask you all this. Now, it's, e it's going to be easy to answer, you know, post. But we always we always talk about those kind of drives. Man, go for the throat. End the game. End the right. game. Don't even give the team a chance again. What if they got the first down and won the game? I know it's game a big over. if. Our, 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 no, I know that. But now at the press conference, are we all saying, man, what a ballsy move. What a what, way to step on the throat and go for it. Because we normally see three runs and a punt and, and want make your defense stop it. So what if he what if he made it? I know it's a big if and he didn't, but are and, and I know there would be people that say, No, I'll still rip him. It's easy after the fact, but would you be ripping him? If they made it and they did exactly what he wanted them to do, would we be praising him today? Or will we still be saying, well, okay, it worked, but that was a bad decision? I, I Man, it's a good question, Mike, and it's a fair question. Um, I don't think you have to go. Listen, we get it. You're aggressive. You go for it on fourth down a lot. Even John Harbaugh, who's equally as aggressive last night, Mike, chose to kick a three instead of going for a touchdown yeah. late in that game. They ended up winning that game. It almost played out exactly like you thought it would. Burrow comes down, gets the touchdown. They go up by one. Lamar Jackson gets it down to field goal range and Justin Tucker uh, kicks the field goal. It's a great question. No, we probably praise him and Justin Herbert for having the stones to go for it in that spot. But you don't have to go for it every single time. No, no, no. To want to go for it every single time. I, I, I agree with that. That's why I just take it situationally. And you also look at the other side. You know, the Browns had at that point, uh, well, the end of the game with, what, 440-some yards. So it's not yeah. like they weren't moving the ball. 213 on the ground, 230 through the air. So I'm sure Staley might have been thinking, even though we're going to put them back a bit, you know, they still need a field goal to win, which they, they had the chance for anyway. Um, so I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those where, like I said, we we, we praise them when they when they try it, and then when they and when they try something that we like and it doesn't work, then we rip them. So you know, it's always hindsight's always 2020. Back to the Chargers, how much of that is coaching to what you think your team is versus, say, doing the right thing? Just saying, you know what? I trust my offense. I don't trust my defense. No, that's, that coach, that's yeah. coaching to your philosophy. You know, that that's his philosophy. You know, and, and younger coaches, well, Harbaugh is not, not a younger one. He's been around a while because he goes for it as well. But that's becoming more the thing to do. So it's more instilling in your in your team hey this is this is what we're going to do in these situations now that doesn't mean you don't take the game situation did to it like 
you know, if, if the Chargers had six points on the board, you know, and weren't gaining any yards, you know, weren't doing very well, you might rethink it. You you have to take the game conditions into it. Maybe if the Browns, maybe if this was a 12 to 10 game and the Browns had, you know, 190 yards or 210 yards of total offense and weren't moving the ball a lot, then maybe you punt it and you pin them back and say, hell, you haven't been moving the ball all day, so I'm, we're not going to think you do it now. So game while game situations still are going to play into it, it is still the philosophy of the coach. And then it's along the lines of the drive, making sure you have the continuity where coach, if, if coach is not play caller, making sure you're telling play caller, hey, we get to this point, we're going for it. If it's third and nine, if we get to third and five or less, we're going for it. Just know that for your play calling and what, what, how you want to go about this of what our situation is going to be. Uh, Billy, you want to share with uh, Golick and Mikey A what you just reminded me of with the New York Jets, asshole? <laughs> well, I was just I was going through the 2018 NFL draft, and I cannot believe that you took Sam Darnold over Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. It's just, I mean. And, Shut up, and, Billy. And Baker went over all of them, which is Every the craziest of thing yes. of that. Like I said, revisionist history is always so yeah. easy when you do that, right? You well, go, Josh, How, what were you? Josh thinking? Rosen's in there also at number yeah, Josh, ten. Which oof. Josh Rosen? Wow! Yeah. Oh, right. he went before Lamar and, and Josh Allen as well. No, he went tenth, so he went before Lamar, but he went after he went after three Josh. picks after Josh Allen. Imagine yeah. thinking, you know what? Three picks after Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. <laughs> I, re- you know, when when they traded him <laughs> no, to the no, Dolphins, Billy, it could have been Lamar Jackson, and that's fine. Any every team could have had Lamar Jackson. He was taken yep. 32nd. And I yep. believe that the Ravens even traded up to get him because they're like, how is this guy still here? Yeah, and Bill Polian wanted to make him a running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. nailed that one. Yeah. Uh, John, well, John Harbaugh stood up in the – like, he's never done this. I've heard him tell the story. Like, hey, we're taking Lamar here. Like, I don't do this. I don't overrule everyone. <laughs> right. I want these to be joint decisions. But I'm willing to change our entire organization around yep. to get this guy to be our quarterback. Good and move. He proven, and he was proven right. Yep. Yes. Yep. He was. Yeah. Absolutely right. Uh, Mike, Kyler Murray um, and the Cardinals. First off, what a terrible job. Uh, not knowing you're at the first down marker, where you're at, uh, spiking the ball on third down. So you're forced to kick a field goal to try to tie the game. Um, uh, Kyler and, Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are they're just not on the same page it seems like Mike. well no and we know who will lose their job first it'll be Cliff because they just well, gave Kyler all that money right. uh, as well yeah I mean and, and I'm, I, I'm not going to sit here and say they don't go over it and understand what's happening so I'm, I'm going to say they do I'm assuming and I know you're not supposed to assume uh, of where you have to go before you start your slide I mean, they are taking you so far back from where you start your slide that the quarterbacks have to be smarter and say, we have to go further. And again, they can't see the yellow line on the field that we see, but they're still, their awareness has to know where the sticks are and be past that before you start their slide. Unless, obviously, you're about ready to get your head taken off and then you're going to get down. But he had room to get that first down. But and I don't know if these guys don't understand understand it as well. Don't have the bearings right of where the ball is going to be marked when they start their slide. I mean, it's over and it goes back to where their butt is every single time. I mean, and we've seen it time and time again where they think they're far enough and they're not. But so you put yourself in the position to run to the line and spike and you spike the ball. Then it's like, oh my god! And what a great job. Uh, you know, uh, uh, by the and I forgot uh, what what station it was on. It would be uh, it would be Fox, right? 
Yeah. Would it have been Fox? What a great job yes. before the field goal that they were showing that Amendola kid warming up and pushing warm-up kicks to the right. Exactly. And then he pushed yes. it to the right. That was great. That was a great job. A Amazing. great job by producer, right. everybody in that, because he did exactly what he was doing in the uh, in, in pregame. And, uh, oh, my God, he had to be sick. You know, it was pretty cool, though, I got to say, being a locker room guy. Did you see what happened in the locker room after that? No. All the media was at the kicker's locker, and they were just obviously, you know, peppering him with questions. Justin Pugh, one of the old linemen, walked right into the interview and said, you don't fucking win a game alone. You don't lose a game alone. I mean, he stood up, had his arm around the kicker, was kind of chastising the media, which is fine. And the media had every right to ask this kicker what they were asking him. I'm not saying they were out of line. But I love that Pew came in, stuck up for him, told him to keep his head up. You know, and you know, and all that. It was a very cool moment. I was just thinking of our team. We'd be on the defensive end saying, "Fuck that, make the kick." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine how <laughs> Reggie White and Jerome would handle that one. Oh, wouldn't Brian it be Reggie Dawkins. White, Jerome, <laughs> Seth, Clyde, all those guys? <laughs> like, oh man. But uh, but it, you know what? It was a cool moment by by Justin Pugh, the O lineman, to to go do that. I, I I thought that was pretty neat. That was very cool. Uh, Mikey, yeah, you have something. <laughs> Yeah, I want to know uh, what rookie quarterback Mike is so mad oh, yeah, about because right. he yeah, came in on fire. <laughs> I would have forgotten. Thank you, Mike. Come on. Do uh, you guys, anybody want to take a guess at where I'm going with Kenny that Kenny Pickett trying to fight a defensive lineman? I forget trying to fight a defense. And you know what? I, I, I can't jump too much on him because I'll give him credit for coming up and getting feisty about it. But for saying Shaq Lawson went after his knees, dude, stop it. You know, welcome to the league, okay? You're running away from him. He makes a diving attempt for you. If you were standing still at the pocket and he had a free rush and went to the side of your knees, okay. He's running away from you. You're running away from him. He's diving to make a play and catches you low. Just stop it. You guys are getting your asses kicked. I know it was frustrating. I get it. Dude wasn't going after your knees. At all. He was diving because you were running away from him. Again, you want to get up and be feisty about it. That's cool. I, I got no problem with that. But no, he was not going after your knees. That That's ridiculous. Uh, Mike, five years from the day he retires, will Justin Tucker go into the Hall of Fame? I don't know how he can't. I mean, it's, it's seriously, I, yeah. I think it's I think it's an absolute shame that specialists, special teams guys, kickers, punters are, that, that are not there more. I mean, how is how is a guy like Steve Tasker not in the Hall of Fame? How are these? You know, I know we can talk about return guys or kickers or even, I mean punters. I mean they're they're not not there either. But I mean, it's you're playing NFL football. You're dominating the portion of the game that you play. Isn't that what we always ask? Uh, this offensive tackle, should he get in? Well, was he the dominant offensive tackle for any amount of time? You know, well, was he at the dominant special team? Yes, yes, he was. How, how do they not go in the Hall of Fame more? I mean, again, this is on the writers, so writers, you're screwing it up by not by not putting some of these guys in the Hall of Fame. Feagle should be in, right? That's what you did. Feags? Oh, I love Feags. You know I love Feags. <laughs> That's your boy. You know I love Feags. <laughs> That's your boy. But, I mean, uh, how, how is Justin Tucker not going to be in the Hall of Fame? He will. No, no, he will be, Mike. I was asking if he's be. a first ballot guy. That's oh, I mean, yeah. he, he damn, what, what do we have, two kickers in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Uh, we have, I think, Mark Mosley's in the Hall of Fame, right? Is he? I, I know. Um, Maybe Ray Guy. I don't. Ray know. Guy's the only punter. The only punter is John Stenrud in. Who's the? No. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure now. 
But but I think there's only two kickers in the game, and no like special teamers like the Steve Taskers of the world, or no, Mr. Tasker. I, don't, I don't think there's any returners. You know, like a Devin Hester. Uh, that are I in. think Hester's I, up though this year. I believe yeah. he's up this year or next year. Yeah. Do we actually think he's going to get in? I mm-hmm. don't think so. And I think but. it's. I think it can be ridiculous that these guys don't get the love that they deserve. I mean, I, they're out there doing their thing. I like the idea of specialists getting in just so that we can kind of take it to the point where, like, the get back guy that's always there, kind of trying to pull McVeigh back off. Get off, back, off, coach. Off, yeah, yeah. That oh, we yeah. get the a get back coach into the Hall of Fame because they did such a good job. <laughs> The get back coach. Everybody has a man grabbing the belt of the of the coach and pulling him back. You always look at the get back guy and you always like, yeah, well, what a job to have, you know. Yeah, well, that probably pays well though. Uh, Morton Anderson and Jan Stenaru. Yeah, Stenaru. Uh, okay, Morton Anderson was one I couldn't think of. Mark Wolsey won an MVP. He's not in the whole. Yeah, I mean, you can't tell me there aren't more kickers that deserve to be in and or punt. I mean, it, it's crazy. It's I agree. A joke. I, I totally agree. Uh, Sean Landetta should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Janikowski should be in for being in the league for like 47 years. And a first he's rounder, right too. Right, oh, my right. God. And, and I am telling you, whoever I think he's the still Jets punter was in the 80s, no one punted more than that guy. He should be in. I mean, he he reminds me of the kicker from um, uh, the replacements. He kind of reads who would smoke, be smoking the dart before he goes on a kick in the field goal. That's, that's Janikowski, like man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, Mike, did you see the hit that Quentin Williams put on Tariq Hill yesterday in the Dolphin Jet game? No, I did not. No, I was on the plane for a lot of this. Okay. I did have red zone, but it took me a while to get and everything. Uh, he steamrolled them. It was really, really funny. Give give Tariq Hill credit for trying to make a tackle. Don't on give him giant. credit for that. Get out of the way. It was so unnecessary. But but I was no. But Billy, I'm wondering if Golix ever steamrolled like a little wide receiver like Wayne Corbett. Dude, or something. Let, let me tell you what we used to do <laughs> because back bet. then, back then why. you could do all this stuff. We had something in Philly. It was called hundred dollar hits. So oh. it was it was the first film that we watched the next day before we broke up. And we'd have the team meeting, and then we'd all stay in there together before we broke up offense defense. And they'd run the big hit reel, and there'd be a coach up there with hundred dollar bills. You got a hundred dollar bills for a big hit, interception, forced fumble, fumble recovery, and the first meeting would really be paying everybody out. So. You're damn right, man. I, like if we were on, if we were on the when the defense had to stay out for like a punt, st- you know, when when the other team was going to punt at like your 50 yard line, sometimes the defense would stay. We call it defense stay. You'd stay out. We would look to smoke somebody on an interception. We would always hunt up the quarterback when you were allowed to do it. We were always looking to blindside somebody to get a hundred dollars. And then they stopped all the blindside hits and going after the quarterback and stuff. But hell, we did that all the time. I played back when I'm because I played back when you could you could hit the snapper on the field goals and the punts. So we used to try and just roll them back, you know, to try and get the hundred dollar hit for it all the time. Oh yeah, we were assholes. So if you if you would have somehow got a pick or a fumble recovery and you have kind of like a clear lane to the end zone. Would you have gone for the end zone? Or if you see kind of like a helpless wide receiver in your way, would you have gone out of your way to lay a hundred dollar hit on them? Oh, wait, if I get a touchdown, if I have the ball, no, I'm yeah. getting a hundred dollars for the touchdown too. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I could I, touch it, but why not try to double your money? Yeah, I was yeah, going to exactly say, right. Receiver, right. I, I don't have enough 
uh, confidence in my ability that I can smoke a wide receiver and, and not at the same time trip over him and fall down. But so. but also you could get caught from behind. So the guaranteed hundred dollars yeah. yeah. of knocking out the wide receiver is yeah. easier than getting to the end zone. Un- unfortunately, my thought process wouldn't work that fast on the mm. field. I've had three interceptions and only one time. Well, twice actually, I had kind of a lane where I saw the end zone. One was against Major. Don Magic Don Magikowski for the uh, Reggie Magic t- Man. You Reggie, picked him off. Reggie tipped the ball, right. and I picked it. And Reggie in in and, and I was and I saw end zone. I was probably twenty yards, twenty five yards away. There was an offensive lineman and Magikowski there behind me, and Reggie blocked the old lineman instead of the quarterback. And after the game, I said, Reggie, I can outrun an old lineman. Block the freaking quarterback, you know. And so so Magikowski tripped me up. And then one time I picked off Aikman and I broke out to the outside yeah. and, and Aikman was the only one in front of me and he just threw himself at my feet. Any athletic ability at all, any, would have had me, I could have stepped over the top of him, let alone just hop over the top of him and right. score. And of course I tripped over him. And I saw him at a game last year <laughs> that he was calling when I was doing the Sunday night games. He's like, he goes, my mother loves you, man. When you're doing your show and you used to bring that play up when I used to make the tackle on you, she used to love when you talked about me like that. I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. Tell her I said hi. Hey, a good story, but everybody picked off Aikman, you know. I mean, right? Oh, right. wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. He's got, you know, he's got a few championships and a gold jacket, so things yeah. work out okay. Yeah, and making I mean, what? I mean, and making what? 17, 20 mil a year to call football? That's uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's Nate Newton and Eric Williams who did that for him. Um, who's the third quarterback you picked wow. off, by the way? Uh, it was um, it was um, uh, Jim Everett. Jim Everett. Wow, Mike, those are some good quarterbacks, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It, well, listen, it's a good call that it was. It was a blitz where I hold hold a guard and let my blitzer go by, and then I drop off. I fill his spot. And how it's supposed to work is it's supposed to put so much pressure on the quarterback quick that he immediately goes to his outlet guy, of which I'm dropping back and covering. And it really was not me as much as the play worked perfectly. And I mean, the, the quarterbacks basically lobbed the ball to me. It was great. Oh I love how you. I love how you can't remember where you park your golf cart, but you know every detail of these interceptions. Dude, there's only three of them. It's just it's like my eleven and a half sacks. I almost remember every one because there's so few of them. Wait, so Mikey, I send what you sent me to Billy, please, okay? Because Billy needs to see it as well. This is the goal. I sent it to everybody. Of Troy Aikman. It's amazing. I sent the Everett one, too. Did you really? The Everett one was more in the middle of the field. I didn't have have a lot of room to run in the Everett one. The Magikowski one, I'm telling you, you see, I just barely got tripped up. I know. I know. You lowered your shoulder in the I know. I know. (laughs) Jump over the top. How awful was it? It was horrible. So this this YouTube account is called Golic Shrine. Who runs the Golic Shrine YouTube account? Like, there's just someone someone I want to meet. I want to meet that person. It's Christine odd. Golick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At ND Mom. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, oh, Mike, man. Got the pressure had... up the middle there. Oh. Probably, usually it was Byron Evans who was blitzing that I would hold the guard for and let him blitz by. Right. Um, and then I would He really back. assisted you on that interception. You forced oh, Aikman to get rid of the ball. Like yeah. I said, it, yeah. I got the interceptions because the blitz worked and they were getting to the quarterback. <laughs> I just didn't do anything. The, the Magikowski one wasn't that type of blitz. That was just a regular stunt between Reggie and I, and he tipped the ball. 
I love how humble you are, Mike. You played in the fucking NFL like, for many, many years. You were a yeah. great athlete. Yeah. <laughs> you probably yeah. still are. Just picking off Hall of Famers. <laughs> what I do, man. What I do. Well, one Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, real quick, okay? Because I know Billy wants to make fun of the match real quick. Oh, um, so but bad. but Alabama, Tennessee, Mike, which is now the game of the year in college yeah. football. Yeah. Tennessee with a very impressive win on the road. Alabama did just enough, but they'll probably get Bryce back next week right, right. for this game. So they just kind of stayed above water there, got the win over Texas A&M, and sets up a monster matchup uh, against Tennessee. What do you think of there? What are you seeing? Like, I think Tennessee's really good, and Heupel's, Mike, he might be the best offensive mind in football right now, college football right now. You know, and and name me a team right now that you can point to. We used to be able to just point to Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson a couple of years ago and say, well, nobody's touching them. And that may still be the case, but – the doors opened up a little more, right? Tennessee, USC is playing well. Yeah. Oklahoma State. Actually, Mike is calling TCU Oklahoma State this week. That's you know two undefeated. Mike, if TCU 12. gets past that game, look at their yes. schedule. TCU can run I the know, table. I know, yeah. I know. So I, while those are the top teams now, Alabama dropped dropped from one to three, but still it's Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, pick an order. And until somebody beats them in the playoffs, that's what we're going to look at. But to me, it looks like the gap has closed without question. Now, getting Bryce Young back helps, but Bryce Young's been playing most of the year, and they struggled in some games. That Texas sure. game, Texas was a sack away, a guy missing a tackle from beating them. Mike, so, if their quarterback stays healthy in that game, Texas' quarterback they I, win that I, game. I know yours is, is playing some ball. He's got a hell of a beard on him, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think the gap is closed with the top teams and the spectrum is opened up with other teams that are playing well enough where you go, oh, Miss, shit, oh, Miss, man, that they're playing well. So it's it's going to get even more interesting. And, and I'll be interested to know the, uh, the number on the on the Alabama and Clemson game. Oh, I think That's- it's uh, I, I think it's Tennessee plus seven and a half right now. Is it over a top? I was wondering if it was going to be a You're touchdown. You're talking about Tennessee, less. right? Yeah. Yes, yes, Tennessee yes. Tennessee plus yeah. seven and a half at home right now. Okay, I thought it would be a touchdown or less, yeah. and there and at home. Wow, that's uh, yeah. that's going to be a good one, man. That is going to be a game. I look forward yeah. to that. Uh, did uh, did the Padres pitcher cheat Musgrove? Man, uh, did did they did they pat him down enough? Is that I mean, holy smokes! I mean, is all the all the stuff they measure on these pitchers? He was doing it as well as he's done it the entire year. So I yeah. I kind of understand yeah. why Buck Walter did it. I'd prefer he not do it. It seems petty. Did you see um, his ears? His ears were glowing. There's oh no my way God. human ears look like there. Was oh, Bill, you're claiming that Musgrove ears. was cheating. Is that what you're saying? There that was could, something there on his ears, well, man. You know, it could also be sweat. No, Mike, it wasn't. I know what Billy's talking Listen, about. Like, they checked his ears like the guy checks the MMA guy's ears and everything before they go in the ring. They, they, he got he got checked like those guys get checked. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, uh, it's it's upsetting because the Mets had 100 wins. They led the NL East the entire year. Yep. Uh, and it ends. Mike, they spent a billion dollars and ended up playing three more games in the Marlins. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> talk about a disappointment. I mean, right. such a disappointment. You also had the end of uh, Pujols' career, you know, with, with the Cardinals going down. Uh, my Guardians are still in it, now going to face the Yankees. But uh, So right. I, I look forward to Cleveland, see what they can do again. Right. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. But, Billy, but for the it, Mets, I mean, what a huge disappointment. Yeah, Billy, put it on the poll. Was Joe Musgrave's ears glowing? <laughs> so you want Buck out of here, huh? Do I want Buck out of here? Yeah. I mean, 
a hundred games. They blew the NL East. They had the pitching set up Scherzer and DeGrom in that brave series. I, I, I don't know if I want him out of here. Listen, the good, the good side of this, the good thing to them losing is Stevie A. Cohen, who has already spent the billion dollars is going to offer Aaron judge a $500 million <laughs> yeah, contract. Yeah. Like that's it. Mike, you agree with that, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's going to be, you want to, when we keep talking about these guys betting on themselves, what did he turn down? 200 and something, right? He turned yeah. down 240. I don't know yeah. what the, at that point, you know, what's, what's 10 million here or there. Yeah, but, but he yeah. wins. Yeah. Oh my God. Does Big he win? Time. And, and he may never get close to that number of home runs again, but right. Hey, he did what he needed to do to, to secure the bag. I mean, it's twofold. They need another bat, Billy. It takes him away from the Yankees. I don't. I, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I want. I want Buck to stay. I do. It's going to be the Dodgers, Yankees, or Mets who end up getting Aaron Judge. I want Buck to stay. I was emotional last night. Well, the Giants um, are going after him too. Do you the think Giants there's any way the Yankees let him go, or do you think the Yankees are? Or do we think he's going to pay him? Uh, Mike, the way the Yankees have operated lately, um, and they have that Stanton contract on them too. So, yeah. but then you I, wonder too. Is there a player? Now, the union would always want the player to take the highest amount, but what's what if it's a different? When you're talking four hundred million, what if one is four seventy and four fifty? Right? Are you are you you know? Then it comes down to geography, family, blah blah blah. You know, this is about any player. I say, where do you want to be? Where do you want to play? Where are your best chances to win if you haven't won? Blah, all those kind of things. When you're up into that amount of money, I mean, you could. Probably, uh, you know, be fine by saying, "Ah, eh, you know what? I'll take twenty million less to stay where I want to stay." Judge is very much a union guy. He's going to take the most amount of money. That's what he's going to do. Ooh. But tw- I mean, like, let's say it's twenty million less from the Yankees, right? The New York market—you'll make that back. You would think. See, and here's where we disagree, Billy. I, I don't buy into that anymore. If you're that kind of guy, you're going to make money anywhere. I, I don't care where you are. You're going to make the national money. You're going to make the, the the money that you want to make off the field. You know, it's just like in football. Do we think Aaron Rodgers is making any less and he's in Green Bay or Peyton Manning made any less nationally because he was with the Colts no. than if he was playing in New York? Do could, If we looked at it side by side, did Eli make more money in New York than Peyton did off the field? If I don't. I don't. Aaron Rodgers and Green yeah, Bay. Right? I, I mean, don't think so. So I but, think if you're that big of a player, I don't think it matters where you are. But I think, like, I think Eli would not have been as big of a household name if he played for the Bengals, for example, right? As being a Burrow is. Bill, that's I think Burrow is point. with the Burrow, Bengals. Good, I mean, good, you know? but yeah. look at look at Judge. Like Judge is the greatest player ever. Some are saying, right? And like we don't know anything about him. Where if he was like a Yankee, he'd probably be in our face constantly, twenty four seven. You know what I heard some people say? If he was playing for, say, the Padres, well, the Padres made the playoffs. So that's a bad one. Who, who who was someone at the bottom of the barrel? Um, if he was playing for a bad Marlins. team, so if he was playing for the Marlins and he was on that home run chase, um, would would they have broke in? I mean, so like three years or 2017, Stanton ended up with 59 home runs, right? But yeah. now it's a National League team, so he's not. Yeah, I was just going to say, it was, it, we, we yeah. well, go that's to the point. He was breaking a Yankee home run record, Mike. Well, that's, yeah, okay. Right. So so forget that. Oh, you're right. He was breaking, you're right. But he's also right. breaking the American League record, Correct. right? Yes. Uh, but it was a Yankee record, though. so I get it. So if he's playing for Oakland and he's going to break the American League record, mm. are, they, are they breaking into every at bat? Because the added part of it being a Yankee record, I think, was obviously monstrous. So maybe they would. I don't know. Maybe they break him for 62, but not for 61, which not for 61 to tie him. Right. There would be no reason to break in because you're 
it's a Yankee. Well, I guess maybe you could. I don't know. But it wouldn't have the the juice, I think, that it had if he wasn't a Yankee. I agree with that. No, but let's be – I mean, he's not going to the Pirates here. It's going to be either one of the two New York teams, the exactly LA right. Dodgers or the San right, Francisco right. Giants. Like, right, he's going right. to be fine wherever he goes because he's because he's good enough. Oh, the Padres have been throwing out a lot of money. Who knows, right? I mean, they just – they got to sign Soto, and Soto yeah. justified it. A that. lot of money, yeah. That's a lot of money out there. The Padres are good, man. I'm uh, – yeah, it's upsetting. I but I'm glad it paid off. I'm yeah. glad they brought in the guys they did, paid the people they paid, and it paid off, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. they made it, made it to Without the postseason. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 You're happy too, to guess about that? Yeah, well, I'm only happy if we get Judge. <laughs> this is what it takes to get Aaron Judge. I'll be okay with it, though. I will. I'm lying. I'm totally You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for. I, I hope that they spend five hundred million dollars on Judge, and he's an absolute bust, and you hate him within a year. It's exactly uh, what's going to happen. So do I. <laughs> oh boy. God bless baseball. God bless football. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.